Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host this week, Chili, as we talk about PlayStation news, video games and all that good stuff. Um, another news is a little bit dry this week. We, of course, are not dry. Um, uh, okay, I guess he's disappeared again, but the rest of us are not dry, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, he's back! Yay! In case anyone knows, we've got a co-host, Gary, with us this week. Hey, Gary. This- Hello. Hello, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can eat. Welcome back. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm back. So how are you this fine day? Voice problem. <laughs> uh, good, good, good. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm not too bad. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just playing games and stuff. Video games are the funs. <laughs> so, yes, they are. Um, you got any plans? Any cool plans that... Nobody should know. I, I do. My my plans are leaving the state tomorrow to visit England. Go Yay! Yeah. National flights would be nice. Can I play chili? Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'll shut up. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm I'm going to play a, a game that I think I can tell. Yeah, I'm going to play Borderlands Three. Nice. Press event that. 2K is flying me out to 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 play. I slightly be... hate you, but not really. Yes, I, I should be streaming the game as well this Tuesday. So nice. At Twitch TV, mm-hmm. Twitch.tv slash PSU Live. I'll be in charge of the code. Uh, in charge of the one-time password. But as soon as he'll be able to log in, I'll give it to him. Let's do. Phrasing. Give it to him. I'll give it to him hard. I will mm. slip that code straight into his DMs. Yes, please. It'll be a long. <laughs> Long drawn out code. Mm. <laughs> it's definitely not gonna be sixteen characters or less. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway. That's a good reference. I can't wait to see the Borderlands coverage. Um I wish I'd known because I'd sent a friend questions to, uh, to for it because I love Borderlands. So I might slip some questions into your DMs if you get any interviews. Slip them into you do. Where... Um, so far, I, I, no interviews have been confirmed, but I wouldn't be surprised. Sounds good to me. Um, so we've got Tim here. Tim, hey. Oh, hey. How are you? Eh, okay. Sweet. I'm doing the things. What have you been up to this week? Uh, hunting for random stuff. Mostly in games, but yeah. I heard you've got a new Vroom Vroom. Not a new one. It I it was just I just got it back from the shop. Oh, I was talking about the Final Fantasy 15 card, but okay. Oh yeah, I <laughs> just got it from the the shop is what I like to call um the Golden Saucer. Ah, uh, that's just my vernacular. Okay. Oh, anyway. Finally, after so after hearing the fact that he's listened to our podcast for so long, and I can't believe we've finally been able to say this, but welcome to the show, Ed. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, it's nice to have you on, man. Uh, it's nice to be on. I'm like like you mentioned, been listening for a while, and I just love your guys' conversation. So, thank you. Well, now you get to listen to us live, you crazy fool. I mean, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to? I, I I know you're a friend of Gary, but 
Anything you want? Yeah, my life, uh, it's pretty consuming. I work, I work out, and then I take care of my dogs and cats. And that's, that's really Oh, what are the names of dogs and cats? I got two husky Malamutes. One's 90 pounds. His name is Bowser. Oh. The other guy, he's about 80 pounds. His name is Loki. Then uh, two little kitties. One Persian. Her name is Evie. And then um, another kitty by the name of Ezio. All video game and comic book nerd stuff. That is... cat is adorable, Evie. Oh yeah, you better not get oh, that you guys have seen Yeah, Gary yeah. shares pictures of her like it's his child. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Make sure Evie's no, not near any evolution it, stones. It, it is my child. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I mean, he's got the key to the house. He can take her anytime he wants. Oh, snap. Oh, God. No, don't do it. No. <laughs> don't, don't give him permission. He's got, he's got unrecorded evidence now, so. Yep. I'm going to feed the shit out of her. She's going to be a chunky little girl. Uh, Perf. Perf. He's going to force an evolution stone on her. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I understand that reference. Hey, I understand that reference. Fuck you gone, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Digimon. Sorry, I got my things confused. Yeah, probably that. Everything should be Digimon, IMO. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, I guess we should talk about PlayStation stuff. Maybe, probably, yes. we're a PlayStation podcast. Um, last week we were talking about PS5 specs and speculation on what it's going to be like. Uh, but we've heard that Ed has his two cents, or five cents, or whatever the conversion rate is right now on the topic. Um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to... I know your last podcast, you guys discussed the hardware in general, and I just wanted to give what I understand behind that information to your listeners and you guys. Give it to us. Okay. <laughs> I know you mentioned SSDs and the comparisons between that and the current state of the hard drives in the PS4, which are mechanical, meaning they have platters within it uh, that spin, that has a needle that goes through the different sectors, reads it, you know, delivers the information to your either your um, your GPU or your what is it, short-term memory RAM, yeah. which all just gives you the ability to play. And I know you guys mentioned, you know, what you thought was going to happen. I think somebody mentioned a terabyte as being the default start. I kind of agree with that because the pricing in that whole realm has gone down drastically. Like if you were to yeah. Google, um, like a good name SSD brand to me, Samsung, Crucial, Western Digital makes some good ones. And about a 500 gig right now is going between 50 to $80, which is nothing as to what it compared to be in the past, which is around... Two to three hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, but I also don't think that they're low enough for them to put in two terabytes just yet. I feel like one terabyte would be the sweet spot with the rest of the hardware. Yeah, I actually completely agree with you there. The two terabytes they still do kind of climb in price. I think it's around three hundred dollars. Yeah. We got to remember this. Upgrade. Yeah. Well, it depends on how they're gonna do it, really. It's I just... don't see yeah. them taking that away though. It's been like yeah. that for the PS3 and then the PS4. And then even lightly with the PS Vita, so I don't see them taking it away. I yeah, don't, it's, so what, oh, it's carry on, Ed. I just wanted to say, like, with the PS4 aspect, if you guys have actually attempted to put your SSD in there, I yep. speculate, I don't really confirm this um, because I've tried it just for fun, is that the software is limiting your load time and um, 
utilization of it along with the hardware. I don't think they have the correct bus controllers within it, like yeah. SATA 2 or SATA 3. I think they might be. This is all... I, if, I, I'm not... if I'm rightly, the original PS4 is SATA 2. Is it? Okay, maybe the yeah, Pro they upgraded the controllers on. I know they did for the USB aspect. Yeah, yeah I think if I'm right, the Pro is SATA 3, but I don't think it has... I don't think it's it hundred percent supports SSD still. Right, I completely agree with you there because um, SSDs, like the 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 better name brands, they support up to like around five on average five hundred megabytes per second read. Yeah. And if they're a good brand, they'll do the same thing for the writes. And some of them are peaking at five fifty six hundred, but that's also limited by that bus controller the SATA. Well, if the rumors are true that the hmm. Sony's SSD is actually going to support several gigabytes, it'll be weird to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just hoping they let you use that in um, full yeah. speed utilization, and you know your load times will be drastically cut. It just depends on the actual game itself and what the actual information is being utilized for, as far as loading into the GPU yeah. or into your RAM, and that's all up to the developers on to uh, optimize that. And this is why I'm also sorry, gone, Gary. I was going to ask, but do you think that they will completely erase loading times like people are speculating? I, I'm going to have to strongly disagree with that aspect, and that's just my opinion. Just because you're in a world where everything is using a lot more data nowadays. You know, we're in the megabytes mm -hmm. or gigabytes. Even with our apps, you know, they have a small little amount of time they got to load into the memory. When I say memory, I mean the RAM, which is your random access memory. That's your first loading point for any system to put it, you know, um, into a place where it can quickly access it. So you will always have some kind of loading aspect. Now they can make it fancy and kind of get creative with, you know, displaying a logo and you're just, you know, yeah. watching a logo be an emblem in front of you for three minutes or excuse me, three seconds. And in the background they're loading is so you think it's seamless, right? Yeah. Sometimes Grand Theft Auto has that aspect. They do well, that's my idea of how they're going to be where they said there's no loading times. So it's just going to be like, there might be occasionally a black screen. Like where yeah. it, it, it won't really have loading times. It's just like a loading second or two. Yes. Yeah. I can see that happening. Mm. And that's the, if the rumored specs of the SSD are true, I, I feel like that's why custom SSDs will not be allowed in because of the fact that it'll be designed for that speed. So if you actually change your SSD to something bigger, it, you might see more load times. So um, it depends. Um, sorry. Um, depends. Oh, I thought Tim was going to say something. I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say that it doesn't really affect it because you got to remember there is no mechanical parts in the SSDs. They're all flash True. now, right? So it's just depending on where the sector that the data has been placed into on the hard drive and um, if it has a good reliability rating. So these guys have... Um, an end-of-life type of cycle depending on the type of configuration they have. Now, the three that exist mm -hmm. right now are single-layer, multi-layer, and tri-layer. And that means how much data they can stack into a block of memory. The commercial consumer editions, the better ones, are going to be the uh, uh, multi-layer, and then the crappier ones are going to be tri-layer. The single-layer are more used for like corporations or businesses if they really need that crazy amount of speed they'll have that and what that enables it to do is be less written and written and deleted from meaning that particular sector is not going to be exhausted now don't get worried i'm not saying it's going to be exhausted toward you know towards the end of your ps5 lifespan if you had a day one because they have a pretty high um 
they have a pretty high lifespan, like in the, I don't want to say billions of hours before one particular sector dies. So you have to be reading and writing constantly that, to that particular sector before it completely just disables. But that's not something you should be concerned with. But I can yeah. say, though, it can degrade your performance over time. And also with an SSD-based flash, if you do get closer to the 75% fill rate or the 80% of the disk, meaning there's not enough space, left there's 20 percent let's say left um that starts to degrade performance too and that's just easily you know found as far as information by googling it silly ed do you think people are gonna google things <laughs> they'll only google <laughs> things once it stops working exactly you have a really <laughs> good point there <laughs> uh, and then you can just tell it to turn off and on again it'll be fine Right, oh. yeah, because then Sony also now has to worry about how much space is taken up for the operating, you know, system. the OS, the operating system, and yeah. absolutely like that. So the smart... I think, oh sorry, it told you right off the bat how close you are to getting to that phase where it's gonna start slowing down your your PS5. Yeah, but the smartest thing they're gonna have to do is um. Just have a separate mini SSD inside the thing for the operating system itself. You know, um, to store that rather than actually using the one for the gaming. Yeah. Uh, that might work. That's Maybe. pretty standard in computers, so. Yeah. So. Right. Um, hey, can I add in? Um... Sure, sure, you can add in stuff. Um, you can add whatever you want, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, this is this is from the PS3 era because I had this big problem with finding a compatible hard drive. If you guys have one of the first editions, the 60, 20 gig fat PS3s that yep. had the full backwards compatibility, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know because I lived in Europe. Tried... <laughs> I get it. If you had ever tried to upgrade that hard drive, you would have a lot of problems if you were to buy one of our um, existing spinning disk hard drives that we have for this era just because they're in a different format which a lot of people don't really like at a common consumer level you're not going to realize that aspect which means the particular sector on a disk whatever its default allocation size may be we had this new thing that was invented for those particular sectors called advanced formatting now what that means is each sector can hold four kilobytes of data in comparison to the old 512 bytes now that is the biggest problem between the new drives and the old drives that the PS3 supported at a software level. So if you didn't have the older drives that had the 512-byte limitation per sector and you tried to install one of the newer ones that we have today, it would have been incompatible. It would have said, oh, hard drive not found. So if there's any listeners out there that ever wanted to try to upgrade their PS3 hard drives, you're going to have to look for some of those older models that specify 512-byte sector size. Otherwise, it'll never load. Oh, With well. that technology, though... With that technology, that 4K byte size, it's the reason why you have the smaller 2.5-inch four-factor laptop drives able to now crawl into the terabyte and two-terabyte range because they were able to fit more data per sector into that particular spinning platter. And that's where we had that evolution of huge laptop hard drives in comparison to 3.5-inchers. Hell, I'm old. I remember when one gigabyte was like, oh, my God, when will we ever use one gigabyte? Right. <laughs> I got like a three gigabyte hard drive. And I'm like, oh my god, so much space! I can fit everything. Now it's like nothing. Yeah, now it's like, oh, that's the DVD, mate. Right. You can fit those in the Blu-ray. Like, oh yeah. So when I hear people talk about RAM, and they go, oh my god, my new computer has sixteen gigabytes of RAM, and I'm like, 
You said RAM, right? Not hard drive. Okay. Oh, no, I was talking about hard drives. Uh, RAM is the... Uh, no, I'm just saying that the size there. of RAM has gone crazy to me as well. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's that short-term memory aspect. Yeah. It's like comparable to humans of what we think of actively. That's RAM. Yeah. So the more you have, the more you can do as far as multitasking. And if the program requires it, it's... That's why I need to upgrade my own RAM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I need a solid state frontal lobe. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, we all know that PS, uh, the Xbox has its new gaming service coming out called xCloud. Google has the Stadia, or Stadia, or I like to call it the Stadia. Um, the Stavia? The, the artificial sugar. <laughs> you can artificial sugar me anytime. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, or you can do the real sugar thing. Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> uh, but of course, we all know who was first. PlayStation for PS Now, where you can stream your games on your PC, your phone, your PlayStation. And not your TV anymore because they disabled that because they're idiots. Why you do that? Um, you, you can't do it on your phone. I thought you could. Oh, they added remote play to your phones, but not. Aww. Now from everything. I thought iOS supported. Oh no, that's why I'm playing it, didn't it? Yeah. Nope, it's just the remote play. Yeah, I'm really angry about. Okay, so you can now you can play PS Now on your laptop or your PS4. Um, but anyway, Sony have announced that they're going to be talking about video game streaming from next month. At least an event next month. There is currently 700,000 subscribers for PS Now. Which, considering how many PS4s, sounds like there's not many. But really, that's a decent chunk when you think about the fact it's an optional service. It's about a little more than what was on the PS3 when it came to PS Plus subscribers. So... Um, I find that number interesting because I, yeah. I feel like it's a little too low. Yeah. Since they're destroying Xbox Game Pass with subscribers. Um, we already saw that chart that was released of how many people have PlayStation Now and all the other services. And obviously, yeah. over 70% of people were on PlayStation Now. Well, it's interesting to me to see the numbers for Xbox Game Pass now because obviously they're pushing the yeah. hell out of that thing. Um, but yeah, 700,000 is for me. Um, I was expecting at least in the millions. I was them. expecting in the millions, but at the same time, it's not the worst numbers they could have brought up. Almost well, Obviously, is, but... they're very happy about it. What was it, like a 60% increase for yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from year to year, so... So, do you think we'll see but more information on it, more. such as bundles, maybe? Do you think we're going to get PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now bundled together? Um, yeah, Ed. I would hope so. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, what was the question? PlayStation uh, what, Now and PlayStation Plus bundle. Yeah, do you think you'll see them yeah, pushing play, uh, streaming more now that the Stadia and xCloud are being a thing, along with the Game Plus? Uh Great question. I think streaming in general, um, I know you guys have discussed it in the past, but I think it may be the future, but that all relies on our infrastructure and uncapping the one terabyte download that we have through our majority of our providers for the internet. Um, so for them to bundle it up and start kind of pushing on that aspect, yeah, I can see that. Especially if they talk to the ISPs about it, because remember, I don't know about over there, but we've got quite a few uh, mobile networks where now 
um, certain things will not use data caps. So say you've got five gigabytes of data on your phone, but you watch Netflix, that Netflix data won't count towards your cap. Right, yeah. So I think the same things for like Instagram, YouTube, and I've got hiccups and Spotify. Yeah, Hmm. I think you're right about that. I think T-Mobile does that um, on their... Yeah, I'm thinking about going with free right now because I think free does it and Virgin Mobile. So there you go. I just know when the whole Netflix thing was getting big back in the day. When I say back in the day, that's five years ago. Back in the day. (laughs) You know, you had the whole um, uproar from the telecom companies just shitting themselves because they're like, are you kidding me? Now we're going to have all these people streaming. So they were trying to limit that bandwidth and, um, you know, they're talking about cap rates and they had to actually raise some of those caps. I remember Comcast, don't quote me on the years, but it was at a 500 gig point. Now it's at a terabyte for everybody. And sometimes they send you notifications saying, hey, you know, it's a free month. You can go beyond that terabyte download limit. Um, I'm actually thinking about switching to free because I need a new phone because they've now, I I know this is off topic completely, but um, they're off. I found out that if you visit another country, there's no charge. So if I charge for free, yeah, free. So if I charge, if I visit America, I won't be charged extra on top of my data that I'm already using. That's awesome. I wish we had that provider here because I don't think we do. Yeah, because I'm with Vodafone right now, and when I was in America last year, I had to pay an extra five pound a day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you yeah. mentioned Vodafone because it's I I bought a SIM card last time I was in Europe, um, yeah. and I had like, you guys have it so cheap there. I bought a. 25 euro sim card that had 10 gigs of data which is unheard of here yeah that's we got decent contracts yeah we definitely do yeah our internet's really good as well compared to american prices i think like i pay i've got 76 meg down but i only pay 36 pound a month wow yeah that's that's phenomenal and 18 pound of that is only because i have to pay a license fee for owning a phone right yeah, I have... Um, the actual internet's only 20 quid. Oh, nice. I'm paying $100 for... I have a gigabit download here, but they limit your upload considerably. Yeah. Like, I, I got it because of work, and they only allow us 35 megabytes per second upload, which is... That's bullshit. I, I've yes, seen, sir. I want to talk through um, one gigabyte internet, but only in selected towns right now because they're still testing in England. But because they're in testing phases and there's issues with it, they're giving everyone a stupidly good deal. Because you know there might be, oh. you might have days without internet, however, because of the yeah you know, this. So they, if you sign advantage. up, sign up now, you get what one gigabyte internet for twenty five pound a month. Wow. Yeah, and if you sign up during that, it, during the testing period, you get that locked for about two years. Yeah, you, you got to yeah. jump all over that, man. That's I, I, it's it's in the other town. I can't, I can't get it. It's literally like 50 miles away. I'm like, I want it. Just bring it here. Bring it here. <laughs> awesome. It's it's like us trying to get Google Fiber, Ed. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you heard they dropped that plan, right, Gary? Because of the, all the telecom companies that are ruling the lines here, they didn't want to work with them. So they're like, all right, well, we'll just invest in 5G. And that was it. Oh, well. Yeah, as much as I love my provider, I live right next to my exchange and I don't get my full speed because they do, I say I don't live close enough, even though I can go outside and just pet it. Excuse me, you live right next to it and you can't get full speed? No, I can't get full speed. 
what kind of shit is that? I'm like, oh yeah, you don't live. I, I, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm supposed, I'm paying for seventy six, but I get like forty six to fifty, which you know, I'm not complaining about too much, you know. But I'm like, it's right there. I, I'm stood yeah. next to it. Uh, they use like a node tier system, and you have too many people in that same node. And I'm gonna go, it. yeah, yeah, probably. Anyway, let's go back to video games. So PS Five is gonna support streaming, which means, sorry, America. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, I, I know too many friends that are having issues over in America that I feel bad. I know one guy that only has one meg internet because that's the fastest his area will support. So Yeah. I mean, it, it really just goes back to what Microsoft tried to do seven years ago. Yeah. They announced Tell the, the Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, with the Xbox One being, you know, streaming only. Um, or not streaming only. Like, you have to have an internet connection to play it. And... Yeah. Clearly, uh, and people fought back against it, and now they're getting what they want. They just released their um, wait. I don't know if they actually just released it or not. But that thing's been released yet. You talk about the sad Xbox. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the digital only Xbox One, uh, which, which by the way, still has the eject button on it to open the disc drive, but it It, doesn't work. It also has the. That's funny. It also has the space inside for the disk drive and all the the um, components for you just to um, install your disk drive if you wanted to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They didn't. They literally didn't do anything. They just locked it up and said the disk is. They like took out the lens that reads the disk or something. Well, no, they took out the actual disk drive, but the speed. If you look at the actual chip, the space is still there for it. And I think some of the connectors are still there as well. Yeah, it's just a cheap design. Yeah. To get what they wanted. But anyways... Um, a cheap design that costs more. I, I still feel like streaming is too early uh, to go yeah. all streaming. I know Stadia thinks they can do it. Uh, they obviously have Google behind them to, to help yeah. them out. But I just don't think our society right now is fully ready to go um, a few years yeah. away from that. We talked about, you know, the PS5 is having backwards compatibility. Well, at this point, I'm wondering what that really means. Does that mean I can put in my PS4 disc in, or does that mean my digital PS4 download will play on my PS5? I feel like both. I feel like... I don't know if... <sighs> See, it's it's now getting me thinking. Like, what what do they mean by their backwards compatibility? Um, I know the Xbox One does both of them now, uh, but it's you know whenever they add games to it, it's not like I can just put in whatever game I want and and play it. It has to be a game that they support now. Well, every game will be supported by the PS Five. I can tell you that. But I well, feel it's, it's something we'll have to see. I feel like that what's going to happen is maybe there'll be a digital license you'll get from putting in this skin. Uh, where you'll put the disc in, it'll load the store up, you'll be forced to download the game from the store, but then you'll need to have the disc in it anyway as a digital, as a, what you call authentication disc sort of thing. We'll see. I, I mean, I, I would be very upset if my digital library didn't carry over to the PS5. Yeah, I feel I like that, they, that will, but the physical, I don't know. Out. PlayStation Now goes... Um, 
I think it's going to have a whole revamp yeah. on the PS5. I think they're going to redo the interface, everything about it. I think it's going to be completely integrated into the system now, so it's not just an app that you have to have on, on the PS4 to play it. Yeah. wonder if they're up the, the resolution and stuff, because I think right now all PS Now games are running at 720p. I don't think they will because of the the connection issues. I think they're going to say it. Yeah, what's that? Sorry. Oh, sorry. I interjected. I just said bandwidth. Yeah, bandwidth. So. Possibly. Uh, so I, I, I'm wondering now if maybe they'll take games that you own and just put them on PS Now for you to play through that. Um, well, no, that's why I, as I said I feel like it's going to be like a digital thing where you put the disc in. Um, apart from the games you own digitally, of course, you just download those. But you put your disc in, it will confirm that you've got the game on the store. Then you download the game from the store and then you have to have the disc in at all times to play it. I can see that. So it's not yeah. really reading off the disc, it's just re- it's just using it just like loads the disc up, make sure you actually got the game and then everything's then booted off of the hard uh, the SSD. I can't see them doing that because that's what they were gonna do with the PSP when they made they're such a big digital stink with it, and they never did it. They backed out on it. I don't that think they're PSP Go, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're doing it. They're not going to do it that way. It's either going to be something where we can like play the digital versions that we own, or it'll allow us to play. Yeah, I thought that's how the things. Xbox version works, though. It is you put the disc in and it gives you the digital download on it, but I think yeah. you still have to have the the disc to play the yeah. digital copy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, but now is definitely getting a whole makeover for for five. They're gonna include it in PlayStation now, or PlayStation Plus. Sorry, I want them to, but I I doubt that it will. Just because what PlayStation Plus is what sixty dollars now for a year. Yeah, now is a hundred dollars for the year. Like one of those is gonna take a big on a charge, you know. $130 for the subscription price, which is just ridiculous. I wish they could have subscription tiers. Yeah, that'd yeah, be good. That that would be nice. PlayStation but, Plus, yeah, I Plus. I don't see them, them adding PlayStation now to Plus, but now that I think about it, they could do it. Well, it, it would... I, PlayStation Plus. It depends. If their Plus is about the same price as before... And they're now getting people to go and play PS Now with that. It would be a sneaky way to get people to have both accounts. Yeah, right now well, you've got less people playing it because it's a separate thing that people don't want to buy. By trying to have it sneak in with Plus and then eventually change it. Like have it like a launch deal. Look, you got your PS5? Okay, for the first year, here is PlayStation Plus and PS Now in a bundle and then sneakily split off in the future or increase the price. Well, they have to do something because I doubt they're going to start giving you free PlayStation 5 games when the system comes out. All right. Well, they will. Of course they will. They'll give, give you, you play- free PlayStation 5 games when yeah. the system well, they comes don't have, out? They don't have to be, like, big ones. Like, you know, the, with the PS4, the first yeah. free games were... Um, what the indie hell was titles. That thing? Yeah, indie titles. I can't remember the hell it was called, but I flattened oh. the shit out of it on everything I could because I'm a sucker. <laughs> Goat God, Simulator. 
That game angered I, me so much, but I loved it. I, I honestly <laughs> doubt they will, at least for the first half of the year, the system is out. I don't think they'll even give you PS5 games. I feel like that's the whole reason why they dropped PS3 and um, PS3. I, they, they had to PS3. drop it for a reason, right? Because we're only yeah. getting two games now, and everybody thought we'd be getting these huge AAA games now, because, oh... Hey, we games. got... Nothing's uh, really changed. We're still getting... In my opinion, the same quality of games. Hey, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, and we also got a PS3 game. Yes, um, I think it had to do a little bit with the uh, financial aspect of them trying to cut yeah. costs. Yeah, maybe. Hashtag. So, Ed, what do you think about all this? We've been talking about it, so it's all very interesting, you know, man. Um, streaming in general is going to be the future. I mean, right now we don't really see that to the fullest extent because of our infrastructure limitations and business in general not working with each other, meaning sharing their hashtag. lines or yeah, or just their, you know, resources with each other. And um, right now we don't see it as such, but I think it is coming to that point. I think the PS Now concept is pretty cool. Um, you do have to realize with that, Sony is basically setting up PS4s somewhere in the region in your particular area that you basically link to and it streams whatever it's running from that location to your house to be able to play that game. So depending on what they want to do as far as increasing that capability and going what you guys just mentioned as the Xbox sad, utilizing that aspect of just having digital gaming, but from a remote location that's just basically streamed to you, I think it'll all get there. And I think it'll all be pretty, um, pretty, pretty well run. You know, you won't have as much lag um, just depending on your high speed and your connection, you have spikes and everything, but it's getting to that point. Yeah. I guess we should go talk about the sales that are going on next. Um, PlayStation's getting. Uh, What's up? Sorry, Tim. I don't know. I think my biggest issue with streaming is ownership. Yeah. It's going to be my biggest issue with everything. I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, um, it sucks I, that we don't own the thing. There are things like, uh, what the hell is it called? Humble Bundle, where you can get DRM-free things. So, like, you own the digital format of what you've downloaded. Like, As it should th be. That's, that's a good middle ground. But with streaming, you're going to be limited to whatever the hell the company is going to allow you to access. Even if you have the right to play it, it doesn't mean you have the right to own it or play it necessarily when you want versus when the com when the company is allowing you to and that's a personal problem and uh, especially since in this last year i've been spending a lot of time and resources going into collecting old games and trying to look at I'm, i've looked at my my own library digitally and i've gone holy shit i'm so deep in this thing i'm so deep in this this digital market that I don't know where it's going to be, you know, once Sony, either Sony completely busts, which is unlikely, or it's, you know, completely disregards old content, you know, 20, 30 years from now or whatever, or even 10, who knows, who the hell knows. But that's not up to me anymore. You know, like if I were to go out and get an Atari, you know, Atari can't come to my house and say, oh yeah, you can't play that. I can just play it because I own an Atari and it's in my house. And if it, when's it come, but when it comes to streaming things, I will be always at the dependency of that. And that's a problem for me. And I think that should be something that people are more worried about. 
And I don't want to say it's going to be like one of those, you know, like big brother things necessarily because companies don't give a shit about what we're doing. They give a shit about what we're spending money on. And, you know, one thing always leads to another, of course, and I'm not trying to be super paranoid, but I don't like the idea of these companies dictating my ability to consume things when I want to. And that's going to be an issue with streaming. And if this is something that comes up in the next five years, like it was brand, like it was a brand new idea, I'm literally going to go ham sandwich on people. Well, yeah, everyone seems to ignore the PS now. Especially, yeah, you check on any forum, it's like, oh my god, look at Google with its new like idea of streaming, even though so many things have gone before to try it. Not just PlayStation now, but you remember on live. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, do you feel like in the future, because it is kind of heading towards all that aspect, the whole DRM rights and streaming and having this digital library that you own that you don't technically own, um, that physical copies would basically be a luxury and part of Yeah, and I could see it becoming something that is either highly taxed or intensely overpriced just for their convenience. So they go, oh, well, you can either get this version for $60, you know, and play it online, quote, whenever you want in the next year, or you can spend $100, $120, $150, $200 to have a disc of the game. People are going to go, oh, well, that's cheaper just to stream it and then buy into it. And I see that being something that, you know, that, that's one of those type of, like, <sighs> mogul tactics. Then and we've seen it plenty of times in the last couple of years. Like, you know, a good example, I guess, would be, uh, and it's not comparative by any means, but financially, t- uh, from a business standpoint, business tactic-wise, it's the same. Like, you look at insurance things. Like, you could, they could say that they provide an option that's out there that uncovers everything. But in order to have that, you have to break your back five times in 30 seconds in order to afford it. That's right. selling your entire family's extreme. kidney. So like the fact that it's being said that it's being sold is one thing, but it being accessible is another. And that's going to, I see that being a potential problem, especially with costs going up. And then, you know, you have retailers, wanting to get in on the bid and then you have the companies needing to make money because they're obviously you know spending time and resources and man hours to create these things people hours excuse me and you know it you start to think like everything's going to get monetized because everybody's got to have their hands in the pocket which is you know fine or whatever because everything has its regulations everything has its delegations we need to have those kind of that kind of monitoring on all levels but it's going to get to the point where historically the consumer is the victim the consumer is the one that has to answer all of the questions that companies pose and it's always the customer's wallet and that's going to be the deciding factor on these things so it's either going to be the 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 i see this as the company's convenience being the cheapest way for the consumer to consume something but if the consumer for instance wants to maintain ownership quote end quote at least to a certain extent they will have to shell out for an extra amount that they can tactily hold in their hands. And that worries me just because I, I really, I, I'm looking at my shelf right now and I see games spanning from PS1 to PS4 to Nintendo Switch to GameCube to game, PSP to Vita. I see all of this right there and 
I can just go and grab any one of them. And I mean, I won't because it's a humongous backlog and I'm lazy at this <laughs> very moment. But, you know, it, I worry. I, 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 I'm turning into a broken record at this point, but I, I, am, I am worried ultimately just because we're, we're, being, we're becoming more willing to forfeit our rights for the sake of convenience in general, not just in gaming, but this comes to like Netflix, you have all these streaming services, all of these things that are being um, like paid services. Like it's gonna be something that we're, we're gonna have to come to terms with at some point, or we're gonna have to figure out how to handle because it, it will get out of control, I think. I got a question for you with that aspect. So why do you think that consumers weren't as concerned when uh, Steam first came about back in like 2004, you know, having that whole digital rights aspect and, you know, not raising their hands saying, well, this is not physical. How do I know you're going to survive as far as a company? I feel like, like there was. It's just it's been so long that people have forgotten it. I, I still yeah. remember there being problems with people with not wanting to use Steam because they don't know if they'd own it or not. Yeah. Agreed, but I feel like that has also kind of, you know, died down. And I'm not fighting for that side. I'm just saying, I'm trying to balance well, out yeah, the conversation. It, it, like... It's died down just because it's been 13 years and people have got so used to the industry standard being pushed down their throat that right. there's, there's no, no, people won't be able to fight because there's just so many people that are used to it now. That... I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that going to be like an acceptable norm? Because if you compare it to yeah. movies, right? You buy a movie, you have the hard copy, it's yours to keep. Or you sign up for a streaming service like Netflix or HBO yeah. Now or whatever else is out there. And it's just like, is that the norm? And is that the status quo? Like, do we care for tangible items anymore? Or are we going to care in the future? You know, there's always... Well, I feel like the main issue with the, comparing it with movies is the fact that most movies don't hit a streaming service for a long time after the physical release. That's so people true. rush out to hit like the, to get the physical copies. I don't know the difference between digital or physical. I know digital comes out earlier, but... But but that's changing now. A lot yeah. of movies are releasing at least a month earlier on digital formats. Yep. Yeah, but that's and stuff like that, so you can buy it. Before I could see hit. Disney doing a thing where I say Disney just because yeah. it's so big and it has so much media out there now, both old and upcoming. It could be with Disney Plus or whatever the hell it's called. They could have yeah. it so that all their new movies are going to be streamed for the first month or so before release on their exclusive service. I, no, I don't think yeah. they'll do that because that'll, that'll affect movie going too much. No, no, not through through theater. Like they they keep yeah. the theatrical ends of things, but before the physical release, the the oh, yeah. and get the market, they would do that streaming really through there, and then people would say, "Oh, well, I can just yeah. you know buy it through there," and then they would say, "Well, we're not making enough money on physical means because people aren't buying them, so we're not going to do them anymore." Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why yeah. we don't have. Uh, I know digital's different. You know. Yeah, there's still the digital earlier than physical, but I'm I'm feeling like streaming is the more of the threat than digital. So right, it, but well, one thing has become one thing has begotten another. Yeah, and that's where we're, that's where I'm going with it. Anyway, Gary, digital is not necessarily a problem because it's a great way to back up material. Yeah. and you know things like that. But the digital age has brought about the age of convenience, and streaming is a result of that. Streaming is the and, best convenience. You don't even have to wait for download. You just and, play. Carry on, carry on. Uh, it, it, yeah, I was going to say, you talked about it getting a little dangerous, I believe you said. Yeah. Um, and in a way, it is. Because now you look at how successful Netflix has gotten. 
and and now everybody wants a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. HBO Now is going. Yeah. NBC is releasing their new uh, app starting next year. CBS has, and they all have these exclusive shows you can only get on them. So at first it was, we want to cut, you know, Comcast out and all that who've pay who where we pay a ridiculous amount of money to have all these programs, HBO and Showtime and stuff like that, and their own specific channels that they wanted to get. They didn't want to buy these huge bundles of channels they didn't want. They're essentially going to be paying the same price they did before with seven different apps from seven different networks that are selling you yeah. the same thing. That's why I loved what you got so much, um, Verve, when it comes to anime, because all the different companies under one umbrella. Ella, it's too bad Ella. that's not a case anymore. Yeah. Yeah, see, and now it, it, it is happening with video games too. You know, you have PlayStation Now, right, which obviously has third-party games and stuff, but now you, a lot of the third-party companies also releasing their own. You know, you got Ubisoft, they have their own. You have EA who has EA Access. I'm sure Activision is going to release theirs soon. And then eventually you can only get Activision games if you have the Activision. Oh, no. You mean I won't be able to get Call of Duty or Call of Duty? <laughs> you say that. Or you Call say of that, Duty. Yet it, pe- millions of people still play it. So you can't yeah. really deny that. Right now, EA is still good because they have their own platform. I'm just saying that really they can't. Even if the other platform. They have the least amount of games that they can promote their platform with. I'm just saying in general. Um, I mean, if that's not if that service is not more than five pound a month, it, they're screwing themselves. <laughs> and you know, it's it, it's that fear that you have that uh, you know something is just gonna run out of business. Like Sony can run out of business. Yeah, feasible thing. And all those digital games that you bought into that, you know. Right now, the Vita in particular is heavily, heavily reliant on the Vita's PlayStation Store. Yeah. They shut that store down. That's pretty much like 70% of the library that you no longer have access to. Don't worry. And, Don't worry, Gary. Nintendo has already cut that off. You won't be able to play your old Nintendo games anyway. On see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think it's the fear that you're going to lose all of your games if, say, Sony shuts down and Nintendo or Microsoft doesn't buy assets, you know? Right now in movies, you're lucky, you know, because, like, say, for those who don't know, Ultraviolet was a streaming service. Came with a lot of digital copies. Yep. Um, and you didn't have a choice. That's shut down now. Luckily, you can transfer your ultraviolet movies to Voodoo if you want to. Oh. But who do you Voodoo? It, it, it's going to come to that point where if they keep shutting down, what happens when somebody just doesn't want to buy it anymore? Those digital movies, you no longer have access to them. And it's the same thing with games. And I think the biggest fear started to kick in when people realized that games digitally are can be and are being discontinued pretty much we saw it with scott pilgrim versus the world gone you can never have that game anymore um teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time remastered on the ps3 and the xbox one that the was xbox a thing yep thing. i have it i oh, still have no. it but you can never buy it anymore because it's not available anymore all the adventure time games 
are now gone from Steam and from PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. They're gone. You can never get them anymore. That's the biggest fear now is people are realizing with digital is like they can take that stuff away from you. Like if you bought it already, you can still download it, but you can never buy it again. And now with the, you know, with Epic Games coming out and they're buying exclusive rights to some games, obviously the Steam community is freaking out and getting pissed off. But pissed off when they were taking a whole bunch of exclusives from everybody else. By the way, um, Epic did come out and say, look, if Steam changed its policy on paid developers, they'll stop buying exclusives. They said that if Steam does the same um, payment that they do, then they'll stop buying the exclusives in the future. Well, that's fine. I doubt <laughs> we'll see if that happens. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, now it's in the digital video game realm where now you have to have Epic Game Store yeah. to play some games. Like the great it's game that comes out under the year. That cannot be named. <laughs> it's a PC game. Have it everywhere. PC was used to be the only platform where... If a game comes out, you can play it on PC, even if you don't have an Xbox or a PlayStation. To be fair, now you've got an Xbox, you can also not play it on your Xbox, you can play it on your PC. Yeah, pretty much. But PC was the go-to. Like, if you can play it on something, you can pirate it, whatever. Now, they're kind of taking that away from you, too, with PC. Like, I, I think at this point, you just have to understand and realize that nothing really lasts forever except our love for the viewers you know the the data on your physical <laughs> disc is going to degrade over time it uh, happens yeah the data on your cartridge will slowly degrade yeah so even yeah so you you can buy a physical but it's gonna last yeah. Yeah, that was that was my two cents on it. Anyone else got any two cents? Oh, Tim? To go back to your question, Ed, um, I don't know if I can really answer it. I know it's not really a good way to go back to the question, but I I really I, I can't really answer necessarily because I didn't have any PC presence when Steam was going crazy. Like the only thing I ever played was World of Warcraft, and that had nothing to do with Steam, and I didn't give a shit, because I don't yeah. I still don't do a lot of PC gaming for the same reasons that I have now, And but I just played World of Warcraft, because I had a lot of people played with, and that was just on its own thing, which is its own thing now. Um, but, yeah, so I, I can't necessarily answer, but I think a good addition to that idea is that we still have things like um, Humble Bundle, and on our end of things, we have things like Limited Run and, um, oh my god, there are a couple other places. I know there's another place. Um, Good old for, games, right? Yeah, and there's another place for PC that does physical versions of games too. So like, there are, there are channels that are trying to keep things you know, going and have, keeping things in the, in the consumer's favor. And they end up costing more just because of the, the hoops and loops and weird tricks that these companies have to do in order to be able to do something like this. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I see that being a continued thing in the future just because, you know, enough people will appreciate the, um, being able to maintain a sense of history with their media 
Agreed. the things that they love. And that's kind of however how history is in general. Like if people who love the things will find ways to record it and keep it intact. And that's where uh, I see that becoming a, a trend in gaming and any media really just because people love these things and, I, and they have very good reasons to enjoy these things. And the idea of not being able to uh, maintain that love by means of like sharing or, you know, physical expression or something like that is in my mind, very, I don't know, de- kind of depressing. Uh, I just don't right. like the idea of these parts of these parts of me that I've you know, consumed into my, uh, into my psyche, into my preferences, and into my, you know, well-being, uh, just being taken away just because somebody doesn't think there's enough money in it. Right. No, I just wanted to hear you guys' opinion when that actually happened, because I was around at that time, and it was concerning, um, you know, but what they were letting you do is if you were to go to the store and buy a physical game like Half-Life, you would use that CD to input into Steam, and then it would just, you know, allow you to use it through the downloaded system, but you still have the physical copy. But that was just, you know, I wanted to know what you guys' opinion was. I do want to state, though, with the whole physical digital aspect, as the modern countries do begin to go that way, and they will, there's going to be a huge push for streamable content to get, you know, this content um, quickly accessible to their particular consumers instead of going to the store and buying it, just like we're doing with Netflix and so forth. But the modern nations, countries, excuse me, will have that pushed quicker than the rest of the world because... A lot of those, a lot of the other countries don't have quick access to the internet or just high-speed internet in general, and they may still rely on tangible products that they can insert into their particular gaming consoles and play there without being connected to the net. So depending on how these corporations, you know, Sony, Microsoft, go about with that knowledge, it'll still give us the ability to have here or in the modern countries too with um, the physical content aspect, buying a game at the store, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just think that the streaming will be pushed considerably with anything that relates to technology. It's always ever advancing and we'll get to a point where it's, we're not really thinking about the aspects that we're discussing today and we may not be as concerned depending on the rights that we are received through utilizing those platforms. Truth. As long as the rights are maintained, then I feel like personally I would be more uh, open-minded, but the fact that more and more of my rights are being inhibited on for the sake of convenience, it starts to, degrade against my likeness for these products yeah i mean um just one more comparison like the music industry right look how popular spotify title apple music all that has gotten to the point where people don't even care or even consider buying a cd because it's not convenient now those are two different realms so just keep it at uh, at a grain of salt don't let's not compare the the particular um, nuances and the details but just want to say that that adaptability and that convenience factor is big for a lot of generations and even the younger generations who didn't grow up in our time having these you know boxed items they would prefer to download it not realizing how wonderful it is to have that particular game or an old snes game in your hand and keeping it as part of your collection they wouldn't even have that particular thought process anymore because they were never introduced to it no and 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 you talk about it you a collector Oh yeah, I got a lot yeah. of old stuff, and all my stuff is sealed too. Like I like it. It's, it. Yeah, and it's That's great hot. because you and I talked about it for so long. Like, changer on our PS3, so we yeah. have to get up and change the disc <laughs> all the time. We were so we were thinking um, so old. 
And there's at one point you were all for digital. It's like, I'm just going to download it. I, I'm tired of getting up and putting in the disc. It happened a lot with Need for Speed. Remember that? You're not the only one. Yeah, I, I, I still wish that old consoles had like multi-disc changers. That would have been, that'd be sad. Oh my God, that would be lit. <laughs> like those old school 200 disc CD changers that they used to build back. Yeah, I want <laughs> that. Please. But yeah, no, see, now you're a huge collector. Obviously, you don't open the games. You keep them all sealed, but it's the fact that you have this physical thing you can look at, right. I think, is and it's really cool. And I feel that way with books, too. Like, yeah, it's cool and all, but absolutely. it's holding the book, smelling the smell of a new book that you just bought is a completely different experience. Right. I agree with you, man. And it's sad, too, because I'll buy the digital copy. And then I'll wait for the physical copy to go down a price just so I can put it into my collection and never open it. So I'm technically buying the product twice. And that's another thing. Like, if you're going to go digital and physical, why am I paying the same price for both? If I don't own your digital thing, why Preach, am I Gary. paying the same price or more for it in some cases? Preach. Like, it should be at least, at least $15 cheap digitally matter i think it's ridiculous Agreed. that i'm paying the full price because do less to put it on digitally than it does to put it on the physical disc oh my God, yeah. i think you and i discussed that um outside of this obviously personally but i think some of the qualms that i've read about were if let's say the playstation store was hosting digital content that were cheaper that was excuse me cheaper than the retail stores the retail stores would start to look at that and say okay if you're in a way, cannibalizing this particular market because you're selling it through your digital means and then having us set at a higher price point, what's the point of us having this in our stores? So to avoid that conflict, they always try to keep digital a little bit higher so the retailers still get a piece of the pie and are able to give their sales and discounts, whatever they want to do, to entice the customers to come through and buy these copies. But I still agree with you. I still agree with you with the best far as price because to them, it's so much cheaper not to have to build that tangible item and then just stream it to you through their own servers and save a lot of costs with the middleman. Funny thing is, now it's coming back to bite these retailers in the ass. Like GameStop, for example. It's completely biting them in the ass. Let's not talk about the devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you buy the game, you return it, they give you half of the money that you spent on it, but they sell it for like $2 less than... But they get to keep all the profits from the user sale. Like none of that money goes to the developer. No. For sure. And they try to cannibalize that like hardcore. And now it's really biting them in the ass. I think they lost like. They lost a lot of money. They lost a lot of money. They're looking for buyers. They're looking for anything to keep afloat right now. And even Best Buy tried to use game sales. They did. That's so true. I forgot about that. (laughs) That didn't work out for them for whatever reason. Amazon has tried, you know, having their own used game sell thing. It's still there, but there's you have to really look for it, actually. It's, um, it's kind of dude. So, like, they try, but it's not really, it really backfired on them trying to do, trying to do that. It worked for GameStop for a while, but then people were like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Can I just give you my ultimate gripe with GameStop? Here's what drives me the most insane about that shopping experience. So I was in there a few days ago because they had a sale on a particular game. I can't remember what it was, but I just wanted to add it to my collection, right? It was like 15 bucks. 
and I asked if they had any copies left, and the girl says yes. I'm like, all right, great. I'll, I'll take it, right? She goes and pulls the display box from the shelf and pulls a CD from her drawer to put in there, and I'm like, excuse me, I thought you mentioned that was new. And she's like, oh, no, this is new. I'm like, that's open. Oh, they're still, yeah, they're still doing that shit. Yeah. That drive you insane? Dude, complain. I do. I'm like, can you understand that if I were to bring, if I were to buy a new, new sealed copy and bring it back to you open, how would you consider that to be? You consider it be used and you wouldn't accept the return. So why in the hell are you selling me a game that's already open that you're considering new when I know your employees take it home and play it because they have that privilege, even though they deny it, and then bring it back? That that's already used on two. Yup. So when I see that shit with that company and they try to pull that crap on people or to have you sign up for uh, protection from, you know, disc damage or whatever they're quoting. Yeah, it might work uh, for little kids, but not people above a reasonable age yeah. that take care of their stuff. But my point is, like, don't sit there and tell me this is new when you opened it and you wouldn't accept it in the same state if I were to do it with. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. Um. There was one more thing I believe Ed wanted to talk about really quickly. Uh, PSN name change. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My bread and butter. Yes. And why is Sony taking away so much stuff when I change my name? All right, man. So <laughs> please bear with me. I am a data engineering manager. You know, we, I live in that world of databases and data warehousing. So I'm going to speak in the uh, layman's terms i'm going to use this like i don't know small vocabulary i guess i could say i'm not trying to be rude i just when i try to educate people i don't like to use big words i don't want to sound like a prick or use something that you're obviously not aware of so i'll try my best and i'm going to give you my speculation and perspective as to why it doesn't work for them so just to start off when psn first launched i don't think that the database architects or the team at the time was ever considering a possibility of name change so the particular database architecture was designed to not have that implemented. Now, what do I mean by that? So everybody's familiar with Excel, right? Are you guys familiar with Microsoft Excel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So within Excel, you have sheets, okay? And you have columns and you have rows. Now, that's exactly how a database manages data. There is no actual, like, um, like picture or sound bites or... Um, Anything that's media related, it's all text, is what I'm trying to say there. Mm -hmm. That would be more for like a different type of database style, like a, a data lake, aka Hadoop. So when they're building this, they have all these tables, and these tables are predefined for an entity. So being users, so you're, you're a user, right? Uh, Gary's a user, Tim's a user, Ben's a user. You're all users, and all your attributes, aka information, like your address, your... Um, your screen name and everything that comes with you being a user is maintained in one particular table. Now they'll have a different table that's dedicated to the different library of games they have in their database, right? And then they'll have a table that basically manages that relationship between the user and their content, right? And we usually call these bridge tables, link tables, VLOOKUP or lookup tables, however you want to place it. They basically define um, the relationship by saying, here's Carrie, here's his user key on our backend. And here's the game's unique identifying key. We have now this table that defines that relationship. So they've built this architecture to have that premise on hand, right? And they have all these different variables involved outside of games. They'll have your movies. And I'm not familiar, but I think they might sell music. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember what they sell. I know they have movies. So they'll have that relationship created. 
and so forth and so forth. So when it launched, they had that in mind of creating these relationships. Now, everybody's been begging for the aspect of having um, new names involved, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they know, Sony or whoever knows, that their database was not created to support new names. Why? Because they would not know how to manage all this logic behind maintaining those relationships between your original account and the new name that you'd want to incorporate and all the content behind it. They find it to be troublesome. Now, if you were to look on their particular pages like sony.com, they even lay that out. They won't go to that extent of describing it, but they'll say, hey, if you do change your name, here are some of the games that may not be compatible. Here are some of the software that would you, you would lose and you'd have to like rebuy. They don't say it in those words exactly. That's not verbatim, but I'm just saying that is an aspect. Um, and they warn you about it because they know that they can control some aspects within their database, but then there's another variable involved, right? If you were to buy a game from EA or Ubisoft, whoever you want to mention, and you communicate with their servers to use their servers for internet play, because I don't think host, I don't think Sony hosts all their servers for you to play multiplayer with. So don't quote me on that, but I know there's a portion of it that is dedicated from those particular companies to, for you to play in their systems. Now there's a relationship there between their user store, AKA user table and Sony's user store, AKA user table that now has to has a relationship. And I go through, or excuse me, Gary goes through and updates his name. Okay. Well, did you guys create protocol or what we call in the industry? triggers or um, updates, um, change data capture updates to maintain that relationship. Did they incorporate that into their architecture? They probably did not. So that's where they get the whole um, insanity behind trying to manage these relationships of your content and your new name. And if you were to change it again, you'd give them another higher a hierarchy of confusion, right? Because now you have this new name that's supposed to relate to the old name that you hated. And then it's supposed to relate to the older name that you started with to link back all your contact. Now, once again, that is my presumption of how they'd have to go about that because if they actually wanted to go in there and supersede your new name with the old, they also have everything that I discussed as being a possibility, breaking those relationships. And you have to rely on your architecture and other companies' architecture to make sure your content is not lost or you'll have a lot of pissed off consumers. Now, I'm pretty sure to make this happen to some extent, they have tried to create a new architecture on the side, you'd want to do this. You'd create this whole new database and all this new control um, for this new particular feature of changing names to exist and to migrate everybody's data to that new database seamlessly without affecting the user. All that shit is highly, highly complicated. And that's why I feel there's so much hesitation and just slowness when they get around to actually doing this because they're afraid of looking dumb when they lose your content, having login errors or having corrupted information that they can't re, uh, um, revive for you. Like, you know, they, they basically lose their longtime customer and then you have your customer service lines blowing up and it's all up to the backend engineers to correct all. Hello. Uh, yeah, I think he just disappeared. He was still talking on my screen, but it stopped. That was incredible, though. I was enjoying what he was saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, something I was I was hoping to bring up is that they, since our names, like if we do a name change, we still have to, our, our old name is still yeah. taken. So why is it not a possibility for us to, like, say, um, 
on PS4, we can change the name for PS4 games, but just keep it like a layered name. So like if we get on PS3, it's going to be our old account. I guess like some sort of filter name where it's just like a... Yeah. Say that again, Tim. What were you saying? Like it works on PS4, but not 3? Well, on like on... With with the name changes, we we know for a fact that when somebody changes their username, the old username is still claimed and it's still in their yes. like their history or something. Yes. So, my question is, since those two truths are you know those two things, those two entities still exist, the new one and the old one, how come they didn't think about the option of making like all PS4 content with the new name, just like basically put a sticker on the old name? Basically, like kind of now. Twitter has like you've got your name on Twitter, which is your you your, your name appeared, then you've got your Twitter username. Yeah, and I mean, there's right. always the option to change, just like screen name and username. Like, that's Facebook it, isn't it? Link, and then you got yeah. your screen name, and then you got your username underneath that. That's, I mean, there's always an I... option where you can just change your your Facebook name or whatever, and it displays over with your close friends. Yeah. So, like, if they could do something like that, why can they not do something like that for like the the base PS4 infrastructure? If the PS4 infrastructure is more um, malleable in that way. I would. That's a great question, and I would just say, with that aspect in mind, um, as far as having like a different screen name that relates to your old account that you can log, log in with, if I understood you correctly, uh-huh. they could do that. I see it as an option. But the reason why your old name doesn't get deleted and can't be utilized is because I personally believe they're using a hierarchy. So they'll supersede your old name, right, with this new name, but they'll mm-hmm. keep that link between the new name and the old alive because that old name has the connection to all your contact. Now to avoid going through and seeing any kind of custom logic that was built into legacy code and possibly having a mishap for everything that I just mentioned earlier, they did that to kind of battle that aspect. Does that make sense? I think they're kind of trying to cover their ass is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but to answer your question in full as far as why is it so hard, it's basically because when they were building this um, this foundation for their network infrastructure, they didn't even have that in their minds. They kind of shot themselves in the foot building on this logic that only revolved around your key user identification and never, for whatever reason, assuming that people would want to change their names, which is very stupid. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh, so that's pretty much the opposite of what Microsoft did. When Microsoft did Xbox Live, they took into account then that people may want to change this and still keep all their shit. Yeah. Well, the difference is that Microsoft and Sony, Microsoft's a software company first. So they knew, they they already knew it in their mind. Hell, they made Excel, so. (laughs) 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 They they knew how it worked. Yeah. Dude, thank you. You're welcome, man. I didn't want to go too much into detail, but to Ben's point, he's right. They were a software company first. They've already realized how to have user management, yeah. which is actually, just so you know, in any corporation is very troublesome. And the dog agrees. Dogs, I apologize. <laughs> um, does that kind of thing also go with the crossplay and why Sony is so not wanting to do crossplay with Microsoft and Nintendo? Um, it, it can be, it definitely is, um, a variable that could be a problem, but I personally, to all corporations, uh, speaking to all corporations, I think it's a profitability aspect. But yeah. They want you to just stay in their own little realm. They want you to play their first party titles. They don't want to play with other companies because if you look at it this way, 
I vaguely remember when Xbox was on top, and I know they switched sides now. I think Xbox is the lesser choice between PS4 and the two main consoles. Well, this generation, Xbox has never been on top. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but when they were with the previous generation, yeah. I think there was either. conversation of possibly creating that cross-platform play, and I vaguely, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, remember that Microsoft didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah Sony wanted to do it that year. That... Whoever's talk, I've, I've said it before on lots of different sections of different forums off Twitter. It, the winner is the one who will always deny crossplay. The person, right. the, the reason why the people, it's Mike. We all know that Microsoft wants it because Microsoft always loved to promote how well its live account, how many live accounts it has, and how well its online services are doing. By forcing all games to be crossplay, they could then just put the PlayStation owners under the same banner of um, live access accounts. Exactly. And to go with that, it also did happen this gen as well, where, yeah. well, Final Fantasy fourteen, they wanted to have cross-platform play because they wanted all the communities to be together, PlayStation, yeah. PC, and Xbox. The reason the game hasn't come out on Xbox is because Microsoft did not want that to happen. They did not want their users to play with PlayStation and PC players. They well, wanted not- it to be... Yes, they, go ahead, Ben. You know ju- about it more than I do. Not just 100% that. They don't mind PlayStation owners playing with Xbox and PC, but they want an option so that Xbox players can have their own servers as well as the current servers that, um, that are offered. Because um, Microsoft's policy well, used to be that uh, cross-play is allowed, but you've got to be able to play only Xbox as well. Um, but also, not only with that, but Microsoft wanted people to pay for gold to play Fantasy 14 because they wanted them to use the, the Xbox Live service. Because um, currently, if you have it on PlayStation, you do not need the PlayStation Plus because it doesn't use the PlayStation servers. It uses Square Enix's servers. So, yeah. Those are the two things. Another thing I want to add on, and this is just from a technical standpoint, I would say um, specialized network protocol. I'm not saying Microsoft and Sony have different network protocols. It's fundamentally all the same but they do have certain aspects of functionality that could be inhibiting it, that they don't want to invest the resources into developing and making them play with each other because they don't really see what the rich on investment is behind that. One, yeah. Once again, speculation. Because like in my world, databases, we have so many different types to choose from. Oracle, uh, SQL Server, Snowflake, Teradata, DB2. I can go on. Now, they all run primarily off of ASCII, um, excuse me, Which is- anti-standard SQL code. Like I say, ASCII is the American Standard Code for Information Interchange. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yay. Um, ANSI. So they all have the same SQL functionality, SQL being standard query language, as far as select from, where, order by, all those particular statements. But some of those databases have particular functions they've incorporated to make your experience that much easier, easier that you wouldn't have to code on your own. Now, once again, this whole network protocol thing that they might have special, like particular coding within is, once again, speculation. But I can see that being a problem too. I think in the technical term, it sounds like they might fail their handshake. Oh. There you go. Yay! I am the smarts. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> um, so, I guess we'll wrap up this week's podcast. It's been nice having you on, Ed. Hey, it's been great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Tim wanted to tell us what he's been playing. <laughs> okay. Tim, what have you been playing? 
He's gone now. He hates us. Ah, I missed you, Tim. Tim, what you been playing? Tell us. We demand it. Something. Ed, bit... what have you been playing? Well, being part of the PC Master Race. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. <laughs> It's been playing. Um, it's been playing Crackdown <laughs> and Halo. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm still stuck and in the Battlefield Five world, which I found to be really polished and really fun. Um, I unfortunately do play it on the PC just because I built a new PC, but there's uh, a whole problem right now in that community with a lot of hackers. Yeah. Um, still fun though. I don't know if you guys know, hacking is pretty rampant in the pc world because they have subscription services i'm shocked i tell you shocked yeah not okay yeah, not really shocked <laughs> ea does a shitty job at controlling that so i've been playing that and then i just barely bought world wars d to play gary on ps4 so we're gonna be jumping more into that i've heard that yes, hit me up done we should all play i don't mm. have it well let's get it for you yay yeah, boy. i was actually looking at because they've got a sale on right now I was actually looking at Kingdom Hearts 3 because it's $40, which is like £30, which is £24 cheaper. It's not worth it. It's going to be like $20. I will wait. (laughs) Plus, there's an expansion coming out, so... Yeah, remind. You won't be playing Kingdom Hearts at all. Oh, you mean Fantasy XIV, Shadowbringers? Yeah. (laughs) That's out in end uh, end of June, early July. Oh, can't wait. That's why I didn't buy Nino Kuni 2. Even though I saw it for £12. You missed out. So, Tim, you're back. We missed you. What have you been playing? Tell us. We need to know. I've been playing a few review games. I can't talk about them yet. Um, But I have been playing... What the hell is this game? Assassin's Creed 3, and it's been eye-opening. Garbage. What game is it's been eye opening. <laughs> I like that. What game have I been playing on Assassin's Creed Free? This is this is why I stopped Ben from finishing the podcast. Look, Tim. <laughs> okay, you can talk more about Assassin's Creed Free if you can confirm one fact for me. Okay? Yeah. Have you unlocked the Assassin Turkey? What? The Assassin Turkey. That's a thing? Yeah. What? You know the you know the house. You I know stay, the house. Yeah, you know, the, the little like, with the, the little farmy area where you start. Off. I think it's where you start off. Yeah. You can do a glitch. Well, you can do a cheat code kind of, and it turns the it turns the little turkey that walks around. He walks around in um, Ezio's hut, and he follows you around for a bit as an assassin turkey. Oh. Yeah. Where is that? You mean Connor's house? Connor's house, yeah. You gotta do it at Connor's house. I need that in my life. Yeah, he just follows you around for a little bit in the, in the um, Ezio outfit. It's, just, it's a little turkey. Oh my god, I need this. Everyone needs to know about the Assassin Turkey. It's the best part of Assassin's Creed Three. Well, not the best part. That's over exaggerating a lot, but it's a good. It's a cool part. A little Easter egg. I don't know. You're pretty close to right. <laughs> <laughs> so you two can have your own pet Assassin Turkey. So yeah, anyway, go back to you talking about the Assassin's Creed trees. It's been frustrating, because I like certain things, but the whole game is just lazy and lackadaisical. It's no wonder they got away from the 
the annualization formula. Yeah. Uh, that game always reminds I... me of when I played a preview event of an Assassin's Creed game, and it's the only event. Uh, it was a, it was a you know a store. It wasn't like a an press event. It was just a, a guy had a demo version you know, early. He was going from like game store to game store so people could try it out. Yeah. And he had to stand there and tell you where to go because if you didn't follow the, what he said exactly, it would just glitch the game out. So, okay. So you tell me if I move left here, yep, you fall through the graphics because only a certain part of the actual graphics have been, uh, sort of thing, collision have been programmed in. So if you tried to walk anywhere that wasn't part of a straight line, you died. It's like, well, this is fun. Assassin's Creed! No, with no open world. Alright, go back. Sorry, I'll shut up now. Tim? It's happening again. Okay, um, Ed, do you want to talk about anything before we wrap up? Um, I just want to say I've had a blast on your podcast and thank you very much for having me. Um, you know, there's other things I'd like to discuss. Maybe, I don't know, at a later time, if you guys care to have me on again. We would love to. Um, hey, I appreciate that. Like, uh, the industry and how they treat their employees and game designers in general. Oh, yeah, that's a, that definitely a, a topic we can talk about. Yeah, man. Um, it's always quite interesting to discuss. And, um, yeah, once again, thank you. I really appreciate it. You guys are great. Um, and if you haven't tried Titanfall 2. <laughs> okay, the best first person game this generation. Yes, sir. I highly recommend it. That's such a good game. <laughs> I haven't finished it, but I've got it. The single player is very short and awesome, man. I think you can yeah. kill it in like eight hours. Nice. Gary, uh, sorry, Gary, you only shout outs or anything? How can I contact you? Hey, well, of course, shout out to you guys. Shout out to my boy Ed. I can see you right now pointing at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, dude? Uh, shout out to Fonzie. Uh, miss you. Hope you're doing well. I we we know you got some good news from you. Uh, earlier this week, I should say. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, Klaus. It's, Thanks for listening. Um, how can they contact you? You didn't say. Oh, yes. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter and almost anything else at Gaglaush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Um, Ed, have you got any shout-outs? Shout-out to Chris, who is not here with us. I forgot Chris. Shout-out to Chris. Wow, Gary, you've already <laughs> moved on. Damn. Wow. <laughs> it's been here one week, Gary. um just yeah man shout out to you guys once again thank you i want to shout out to my dogs and my cats because i love them i'm gonna go cook the cook up some steak here in a minute oh can i have some steak um, can i of course man yeah airmail that to right now (laughs) yeah just (laughs) just don't just don't cook it just send it raw because by the time it goes through the plane and stuff it'll be cooked perfect man (laughs) just send me your details and i'll have that out there for you sweet um yeah still be cheaper than buying steak here how much is steak over there <laughs> depends on your car it can be expensive let's say a good marbled rib see that's the weird part ribeye is the che- one of the cheapest cuts here really yeah 
What's your expensive with the the? Uh... Well, standard store. You uh, fill it really. Fill it. What did you say? Fillet. Fill it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That'd be one of your more expensive cuts. Uh, For sure. That's true. So yeah. But yeah, ribeye is considered one of. So I did try some Wagyu um, beef jerky recently. That was lovely. Ooh. You don't even yeah. get that here. That shit's probably going to be like a forty dollar bag for us. No, there was yeah, like we don't get there. <laughs> you barely got anything in it, by the way. It was like three or four yeah. pieces of like tiny, unseeable food. But it was like one pound seventy. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to buy more. It was nice. It, it was very sweet and barbecue. It was really nice. It's the first time yeah. I've actually really enjoyed beef jerky. Uh, you might have to ship that over to us. I will <laughs> cash you to make that happen if necessary. <laughs> cash you meaning the cash app that I can send money to you. <laughs> Dude, I, I looked at how, how much it costs to send anything to where Ben is, and it's like quadruple the price of what you actually paid for. Yeah. Hashtag. Don't worry. Well, you know um, what, yeah. Ed? Just have you'll come on like a road trip next time I'm in America next year. You know what's funny? My girlfriend and I are considering going to the UK as a tour, like through Wales, uh, Ireland, Scotland, and England. Oh, nice! I live in the north, so yay. We're gonna stop by, man. Yay! You can stop by in Scarborough is, and see all the werewolves and the giant seagulls. That's where the wall is. Werewolves? No. <laughs> If you want to see wolves, then you want to go to York because the entire um, York Town Centre is built in a, a giant wall. There's a whole wall around the whole York Town Centre. You say wolves like as a sanctuary or just like the round? You'll find out if you visit Scarborough. Perfect. <laughs> if you don't come wolves. back, we'll know the answer. <laughs> yeah, you have to take care of my dogs and cats. <laughs> I'll take them with you to with me to find you. Or your <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. they're hunters, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're more uh, pull, you know, working class dogs, but they can stay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, is there any way people can contact you? Is there any like if you got any social member me uh, social like? Absolutely not. I value my privacy. <laughs> okay. You guys can definitely contact me. We'll talk about that after this recording. That sounds good. Um, Tim, show outs and how can people stalk you? Uh, shout out to Chris because unlike Gary, I still love you. Wow! Shout out to Ed because I gotta, I gotta say, uh, I gotten only like a small glimpse into the love that Gary has for you, and it it blew his mind and his mind. There are no words. <laughs> there are no words. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like it's perfectly done. Uh, you that was perfect, man. A lot of dramatic effect there. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Tim. What, what happened? I... You cut out, man. Right this is my nightmare. It. Welcome back. <laughs> no, this is your moment. This is your my moment. moment. I don't know uh, if you guys know, but Gary and I have known each other for oh crap. 27, 26 years now? Yeah, oh, wow. almost three decades. That's almost half as old as Gary is. <laughs> yeah, I I desperately want Gary's love, but I'm coming to the terms that there's no such thing for me. 
Uh-huh. I can't compete. I can't compete with you. Plenty oh, of gear to go around. Yeah. You better just come I, and talk. Is that I a fad that. joke? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's delusional because there's no way 16 pumps can go between three people. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Fifteen of those are from my boy. Yes. Reserve. See, this, is, this is why I, I, I can't compete. I just, I'll just i just sit in the corner and eat ice cream. I want ice cream. What I might, flavor? I might join you guys. Mm, nice. I, I want some chocolate ice cream. Or maybe I can't. Some... You can have all the chocolate ice cream. I'll eat yes. all the rest. Yes. You don't like chocolate? He can't eat chocolate. No, I, yeah, I can't. I can't have caffeine. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you were like. Uh... No, this is not a choice. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a poor choice, sir, but I, I get it. I get it. Uh, like most of my life, it's not a choice. So, Tim, have you got any? Um, how can people stalk you? Um, look through Gary's window, you'll find me. Okay. Oh my God, dude, he's in Salt Lake. Let's go figure out where he's at. <laughs> well, he said he's looking through Gary's window, so Gary's house. Gary, let's cruise, bro. I attack. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That'd be the most adorable attack ever. Attack with cute little licks. <laughs> uh, you find Where me anywhere. Oh, my allergies. Timberelli. It's my name everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Um. I'd like to shout out to Klaus, to Motion Radio. Go check them out, twitch.tv. I'll oh, shout out to She Hills I Tank. Uh, twitch.tv. They're coming back soon, so twitch.tv. She Hills I Tank. Uh, my voice is going, but I want to continue to shout out to go check out Musecast. Of course, by the time this has gone live, they, um, they would have done this, but they're celebrating their third year doing podcasts. Uh, twitch.tv. That's MusecastXIV or MusecastXIV.com. Uh, also, go check out Gather Together. Twitch.tv. So Gather Together. Um, I'll go check out the website. Um, also, go check out Mooga Go Around, where we, me and Paul, have celebrated our third year anniversary this week also. So go check out twitch.tv slash Radio, where um, we celebrated our third year with Taro TV on our recent show. Um, That's hot. Uh, shout out to Ed for being here. Seriously, it's been fun. And I look forward to having you on on the future show. Hey, man, uh, yeah, boy. Thank you. Um, so you can contact me at MGR underscore Chili. Remember, I'm going to KuboCon in September. So if you're going there, go find me and I'll give you free stuff. Free stuff <gasps> for everyone that finds me. So I'm pretty you easy to find. I'm pretty fat. So I wish I could find you. <laughs> um, Gary knows how easy I'm to find. He's, he's seen me. I'm not hard to spot. I literally watched you four times when I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So until next time, um, me and Gary will see you, me and Tim will see you through the window, I guess. There it is. Bye. Gary's window. Gary's window. Everybody's at Gary's house. I guess. <laughs> Go check out the Dead Chester Pikachu movie coming out soon. <laughs>